Hello, everyone. Welcome to Interstem Talks, Episode 9, and this time featuring three new podcast speakers. The past few episodes have been only with uh, myself and Priyanka and maybe some guest speakers, but we're super excited to have new, uh, I guess, new voices, new opinions um, on the podcast. So without further ado, um, you guys are probably familiar with I guess myself. Um, I'm Andre. I'm the Irvine Tustin, or now newly uh, formed or newly named Orange County co-president. Um, but I'm also joined by Gordon, Mana, and Caden. So if you guys want to go in that order, introducing yourselves, that'd be great. Ladies and gentlemen, just in case you guys didn't know, my name is Gordon Chang, and I am really glad to be a part of the Interstem podcasting team right now. So currently, I am a rising junior, and I reside in Rancho Cucamonga. And a quirky fun fact that I feel like no one in the world knows about me is that I actually have very small hands when you compare them to everyone else. Hi, I'm Mana. Um, I'm a rising junior at Los Altos High School. And I guess one quirky fact about me is that I am obsessed with noodles. Hello, everyone. My name is Caden. I'm a rising junior as well. Um, I... I reside in Rancho Cucamonga, just like Gordon here. And one quirky fact about me is that I am very much a fanboy of Justin Bieber. Very interesting. Now I gotta ask, uh, Mana, what type of noodles? Like, we we need to know specifics here. What type of noodles would you Ice say? Rice noodles, you know. Oh, everything. Honestly, anything Asian, Italian. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say like ramen. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, just for the viewers, um, and I guess you guys as well to know. I'm Italian, but I also really love Asian food. So it's a very difficult debate when people talk about noodles sometimes. Mm. And so I don't, I never know which side to um, really side on. But what we're hoping to just, I guess, talk about today and, and really just discover um, different things about how we're going to be going back in, um, in person into school. I was just hoping that we could talk about a um, few things. First of all, mentality. You know, we're going to be going into this for the first time in a year and a half uh, for most of us into high school, or maybe we haven't even been to high school for the first time, which is scary thought if we're like a sophomore or junior and we haven't even been uh, in school. So I guess we can talk about mentality and then also um, extracurriculars and academics. Of course, those things um, are part of the high school experience, but another thing that sometimes is overlooked um, is just community involvement and events and things to get involved in at your high school. So that could um, even be like dances or games or um, like uh, club rushes or uh, different activities that your school hosts. Um, All of that stuff is important. So Gordon here is a very experienced um, speaker when it comes to mentality. He has a very interesting take on it all. So Gordon, would you like to go ahead um, and just, I guess, uh, my question for you is, how does mentality overall play a role in high school success? Absolutely. And first off, I wouldn't say I'm an expert on this. I would just say I like to give my opinion on this take right here. So first off, this doesn't really apply to going back in a, you know, um, just going back into in-person learning. This implies in general, in high school, you need to have a very strong mentality when it comes to these things. And unfortunately, I don't really see that in my school. I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of doubt in my peers at my school, and, and Kate and I can both attest to this. There's a lot of these people, you know, that all they want to do is just tiptoe all over the place, and like they don't they don't have like a good mentality. So when and when I say that, I mean like 
you know, having good confidence, right? And you don't, you know, you don't say a lot of self-deprecating stuff, something that I don't really do. So yeah, and to really, I guess, you know, highlight on the confidence part, I think that really is extremely important when it comes to, you know, just high school in general, right? You need to be able to believe in yourself, right? I mean, you know, I, I learned it the hard way that, uh, you know, lack of confidence does not get you anywhere. And you really need to be able to, you know, take that pride in yourself. You really need to believe it, right? When you do something, whether it's a very high stakes interview, right? Or if it's a very large exam, you need to be able to be confident in yourself. And yeah, to give, to, you know, kind of make this a little quick and to give Caden and Mana a bit more of a speaking time, I definitely think that mentality is often overlooked. I mean, I feel like everyone tells you what to do, but they don't tell you the mindset behind it. And I definitely think that the mindset is just as important as what you do. Yeah, and I just wanted to say it's totally okay to be doubtful sometimes, but you also have to realize that like that doubt a lot of times comes from competitiveness um, between peers. Like for example, I know a lot of my peers are doing really uh, high stakes internships or volunteering in amazing places. And then, you know, you just feel really left out sometimes and, you know, you're not really in the loop. Um, and yeah, you can feel doubtful as a result, but as Gordon said, just maintaining that confidence level, it really gets you places. I feel like a big a big thing uh, in society today, especially with teenagers, is that we always compare ourselves to other people, people who are higher than us, people who uh, also comparing people to um, comparing to those who are lower than ourselves, just to make ourselves feel good um, and make us feel that we're good enough. And I feel like that that really ruins our mental health and our social standing, right? Because comparing yourselves to other people isn't always the healthiest, right? Because you may feel you may start to feel insecure about yourself, whereas in reality you might be standing well amongst your peers, right? And so comparing yourself to others is just like a big, a big factor that uh, plays the role in mental health and um, just the social situations that we face today. Yeah, yeah, and I and I absolutely agree with that, Caden. I mean, I feel like personally, I, I from personal experience, I can say that you know just really comparing yourself to others it, it doesn't get you far right? That, that is a bad mindset to have. And, and, you know, quite honestly, I think you should really quit it if you do that, right? Because when you, the moment you start comparing yourself, that, that's when the doubt creeps in, right? That, that's when you have to ask yourself, like, oh, am I good enough, right? And, and even if you're not, you should never go to that place where you're always, like, looking at what other people have, right? Uh, being grateful and being humble is in very, that, it is a very important thing to have. And I, I definitely think we need to stress that in, in college and no, not sorry, not in college, but like in high school and like where everyone is all all competing to do things, right? And yeah, so personally, that's really that that's really important. And I feel like I feel like more people should know about that. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and especially as they say, you know, stay in your lane. Everybody's different, right? Things that you do might be should be actually completely different from what others are doing. Right. I know Gordon loves WWE. He likes watching WWE. Professional I, wrestling. I cannot watch that stuff for more than 10 seconds. And so what I might be doing, uh, if I were, let's say I was uh, really interested in uh, magic, right? I would pursue magic. I would like, I would perform card magic everywhere I go. Cause that's something I I'm actually interested in, but Gordon here would do something completely different and it would be irrational and not reasonable for me to compare myself. Right. And so that's where sort of that, that mindset shift comes into play. Now going off of that, um, you guys are talking a lot about like insecurities. Um, 
okay, there's like insecurities, there's competitiveness. And I think that there's such a direct relationship between the two because um, competitiveness, we just, we, we ourselves probably are all victims of um, just trying to, um, even if it's like major competitiveness with ourselves, that's good. It's much, much better than comparing yourselves to your peers. Um, but we just get so lost sometimes in uh, comparing, no matter what the comparison is. And, um, you know, we'll just have like uh, the mindset of application, 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 or interview after interview after interview, um, opportunity this, opportunity that, uh, volunteer hours, you guys get the point. So there's just like all this, this um, mindset, and this creates insecurity that we're not good enough. And this can create like fear, I think, um, of the fact that we're not going to be able to live up to what maybe we want to. Uh, and for me, this kind of segues into something that I think is really important to talk about, which is like the root causes of something. So like, for example, fear um, could be brought on by just the fact that you're being so competitive with yourself. Um, that's, in my opinion, kind of not the best example, um, but that is one. Another example that, again, we're all super victim to is procrastination. Um, where does that really, really stem from? Like, if you're trying to think of why didn't I get the essay done or why didn't I start it like the day before, that's probably because you had other things to do and your mind was um, rewarded by you telling yourself that you wanted to um, just relax. But in turn, relaxing put stress on you and you chose to relax, not because you were already relaxed, but because you wanted to relax. Why did you want to relax? Because you were stressed. And so uh, like an example of procrastination would really stem, um, I think, from stress. But then also at the same time, what does procrastination cause? It causes stress. So it's just a terrible loophole um, of one example of, of, you know, the mentality of high school or whatever you want to label it as. Um, a common issue that I really think if you can like not only just see this um, ahead of time, but try to capitalize on the fact that, you know, procrastination is caused by stress and trying to avoid all of that, that will really help you, um, at least from my experience, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And to kind of add on to like, kind of like a side point to your, you know, little procrastination and like stress thing. It's like, it is a really vicious cycle for me. Like personally, like for me, like I think what causes procrastination in people is is definitely, I feel like a, a lack of, of thinking something is important, right? Just to put it in simpler terms, it's a lack of motivation, right? Maybe you don't view this essay as an important thing to do. Maybe you don't really care about what your grade in a class will be, which, you know, is absolutely, again, the wrong mindset to have, right? Uh, you know, I, I mentioned that earlier, right? Having the wrong man mindset and mentality can get you in bad places. And Really, because the thing is, like, when you procrastinate, you're, you're really just losing out on opportunities, right? Because, like, the thing is, to already have the opportunity to write an essay and improve on that, that's a huge opportunity, right? And the thing is about opportunities that opportunity is only good if you deliver, right? You know, somebody can keep you giving you, like, these chances to apply to something. But if you aren't willing to step up when it matters most, then that's essentially wasted time. And I really don't think that that's really a good thing. And, and in turn, it stresses you out, right? Like you said, Andre, this is 
it just continues to be in this cycle that I think we really need to help, you know, shed a bit more light on. Yeah, and I also just want to say that um, another mindset is just like the lack of discipline and just the presence of distractions. So for example, in high school, you are going to have a lot of distractions. You're going to be thinking about you know, your social situation where you stand with your friends. You might have this new video game you want to play. But at the end of the day, it all boils down to, you know, as Gordon said, making sure that thing that you want to finish is significant enough in your head and just be motivated to do it. Just have that discipline every day so that you don't fall into that vicious cycle. Right. Uh, I feel like this is this has already been mentioned, but uh, just to shed more light on it, like I feel like the biggest reason why people procrastinate is because they every as humans, we all want instant gratification. We want that instant burst of dopamine, right? And so that's the reason why uh, the, the easiest thing to do, like if you were to ask anybody, would you rather write an essay or go through social media? Social media is obviously the, uh, is, is more like it gives you gratification easier, right? It's more satisfying. It's easier to obtain. It's just sort of the easier way out you're basically avoiding uh, important tasks to do things that you actually enjoy, right? And I feel like a mindset shift there is also important. Um, and also looking at, like, I know that a lot of people are stressing nowadays. And so looking at a big, long list of to do uh, things to do in your day, like even waking up, looking at a long to-do list, that already gets you demotivated. And that'll cause you to continue that loop of, um, like, just procrastination and and being unproductive. And I've seen that especially uh, time and time again during quarantine, uh, because people can, students could literally now go to school in bed, half asleep with their earphones plugged in, just listening to their teacher, like, you know. Uh, and so I feel like that the quarantine has definitely been a, a big contributing factor to, to all of this. But now that uh, we're starting to resume in-person school, in-person learning, I look forward to the future um, and what lies ahead, um, because I feel like it could get better from here. You know, Katie, I'm really glad you brought up the social media thing and the, you know, instant bursts of dopamine. I think, I think that really does highlight, you know, a, a central, you know, I guess, how to like really prevent procrastination, because the thing is, it, it, it's all about control. It's all about control, right? Like, it's okay to go on social media once in a while. I do that sometimes, but I need to make sure that I control, like, if whether or not like, you know, I'm just like scrolling through my Instagram for way too long, or maybe I'm not just like, you know, I'm getting out of bed and like not doing much. Right. And I, and I, the same thing goes for like when we were, you know, online and in school, right. There, there were times when I could have, you know, just literally just stayed in bed, but there was no way I was going to stay in bed and not go to class because I understood the importance of that. And I think a really good way to solve these procrastination problems is to make people understand the importance of not only going to school, but just being productive in general. And although I don't necessarily have a way to do that, I definitely think that is something that we should highlight. Maybe not even here, but maybe in the future sometime. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm very interested in how this all connects. Um, I So Kaden was talking about like instant gratification and Mana was talking about distractions. And Caden was kind of, I mean, Gordon was kind of talking about the solution to that all. The instant gratification goes hand in hand with um, uh, distractions as well, of course. Um, but how to like really solve it goes back to like short-term versus long-term. So again, instant gratification. Um, it's really interesting 
how the mind works, um, I guess, in determining value of things. Like, again, short term, you're going to go to social media, as was already said. But if you're really going to see, number one, what will happen if I do this? Um, if I, uh, this isn't the best example, but this is something off the top of my head. If I apply for this position, um, in the end, how can this help me? Uh, like strengthen my skills or use those skills to help others. Um, or you could look at it another way. What would happen if I didn't apply? What would be the consequences of me not doing this? Personally, I find the first option better because it's, it's like positive reinforcement of you actually trying to accomplish things rather as being scared, um, like being scared into do something. Uh, so I would say the positive one's much better. But I think that that would really be a way to um, help, uh, you know, whether it be procrastination or time management or, um, uh, you know, just letting other people know about these um, mm -hmm. strategies, I guess. Um, that's, I guess, my take. Okay. And so I feel like and sort of in like an un unrelated topic, but college admissions process. When you feel, when you view the college admissions process, I feel like a lot of people uh, feel like it's a checklist that they need to, to get, like they need to get certain things done in order to get to the school of their dreams. And so I feel like one of the, uh, the biggest uh, checklist items on that list is volunteer work, volunteering for random organizations that you really don't care about I feel like you could sort of tie that into what I was talking about earlier, uh, what I was talking about, like instant gratification and all that. I feel like you could turn that instant gratification uh, and turn that passion into productive work. And so that productive work could then net you like an either, even more satisfaction in the college admissions process, because not only are you doing something that you genuinely care about and that you actually like doing uh, and that stuff that you could do in your free time, but also it'll help you um, uh, with the college admissions process as a whole, not only in college admissions, but and just generally like gratification in your life in general. Yeah, and I, I really do agree with that, Kate, and I, I understand where you're coming from. The thing is like, you know, and, and I understand for those of you that are listening to this podcast, you guys are probably thinking like, oh, just doing some like random, you know, passion, passionate thing that I'm about, something that I'm passionate about. Like, you know, you might think that, oh, doing anything weird is going to be like way too off-putting. But the thing is like, from personal experience, I can tell you that it's never about what you do. It's about how you do it, right? For just like, I guess, a really quick example, I'm a really huge Game of Thrones fan. And I actually wrote about that in, in one of my essays. And I actually got, I actually got into the um, um, program and slash leadership class that I was trying to get into. So it's, it's never about like what you do exactly. It's about how you put it and what it means to you. Here, I'll probably use an example. So I know Gordon really likes WWE. Um, he likes Game of Thrones, all this, all these things, right? And so I feel like, let's say a viewer, um, any of you who are watching, who are listening to this right now, if you were like Gordon, if you like WWE and, and stuff like that, many, many people could view it as unproductive stuff, like le things you would do in your leisure time. But I feel like if you could take that random idea and turn it into something sort of like a podcast, like we are right now, maybe make a, a wrestling podcast, talk about maybe like review past matches or something and gain an audience that way you could scale it up and then that could 
that's basically uh, an example of turning your unproductive work into productive work. And that could be very impressive to college, college admissions officers if you wanna take that route. And so that's, that's just one way, but there's, there's various other ways. You could start a YouTube channel, you could sell products, um, anything, anything really. I mean, yeah, and it's kind of, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mean to keep rambling on here, but I, I do kind of disagree in that arena. Cause like thing is, if you are going to, you know, I guess pretend if you're a huge professional wrestling fan, right. A huge Johnny Organo fan, like to, 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 you know, change that into a, I guess, sort of like a, a podcast that you are going to show colleges that kind of defeats the purpose of that passion, right. The purpose of that passion was to do something that you do just for fun, right. It's not for anything at colleges. So if you, are, if you do have that in mind, I, I definitely don't agree with that mindset. Again, back to the mindset thing. I, I know I continue to reference it, but I do think that the mindset is really important. And I absolutely think that you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't necessarily like, you know, do a podcast that you are interested in and send it to colleges. To me, that I feel like that would defeat the purpose of that passion. And it's, I mean, you know, you want to maintain your honor and be an honorable person. So, Gordon, uh, you disagree with Caden? Well... I uh, I slightly disagree with you. Um, I would just say that um, I I okay. From your perspective of turning that passion into something that you would submit to colleges for the purpose of submitting to colleges, yeah, I I I disagree. That that's not very useful. But um, in the sense of just doing something that you would love to do and just doing that not for any reason besides the fact that you're really interested and you want to um, maybe convey that information to others and you wanna spread, um, again, information about that. Um, so in that sense, I think that's the most beneficial thing that you could do as a high school student because in the end, that might translate to something on your application but it doesn't have to. It can translate to something that changes you as a person. Um, I know, Gordon, you've been talking a lot about mentality. That's something that could improve your mentality maybe, um, change your perspective on things. And so um, I guess I don't mean to um, uh, take size here because I, I see what you're saying, but I think there's two ways in which it's not beneficial or super beneficial. Um, to really take those passions and capitalize on them. Yeah, I, and I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Manana. Thank you. Uh, so I don't think the end goal should ever be the college admissions process. Um, what should happen is, okay, you're you're in high school. You're taking time to explore all of these so-called passions that you may have. Um, but what you want to do with these passions is not just sit idly around with them. Um, I would say really go full force into each and every one and really understand if you like that and if it's something you could possibly do for the rest of your life, you know. Um, but it doesn't have to like measure up to something that you can put on an application process. Um, you just you just can't sit idly around with it. It really should go somewhere. So there is a bit of that hustle in there. Um, obviously, you don't have to have a side hustle but it definitely helps yeah and I definitely didn't mean for like like you know you shouldn't have you shouldn't do it just because you want to get into college I'm just saying like I feel as, as something as unique as WWE I hardly know anybody who who enjoy uh watching WWE that's not a good thing that's not a bad I mean no that's not a bad thing sorry <laughs> and and what I'm saying is let's say Gordon wanted to 
maybe be a bio major when he grows up, right? And so if he wanted to, he could, and like I'm saying again, you don't have to do this, but I'm I'm just saying it's just it's just something that that sets you apart from others. And so if you wanted to apply somewhere, right? Um, and of course you don't need to to actually uh, put on your application, but once again, if you wanted to, um, everybody else would probably do bio-related stuff. And of course, I feel like you should do bio-related stuff if you wanted to pursue the, a, a bio major. But I feel like things like WWE podcasts and, and quirky things like those actually set you apart. Write, write about them in your essays, things like that. That'll definitely set you apart and make you a more unique applicant. Okay, so yeah, so kind of like what Caden said earlier, it's definitely, you know, once you find out like what your passion is and, and you, you do it right, you know, it's like you have that opportunity, right? You have the opportunity to take it and, you know, really run with it and really be successful with it. So, you know, and, and on that point, there's going to be, now that we're all going back to in-person learning, there's going to be a lot more advantageous opportunities to be taken, right? Like, you know, there, we can go out to some places and, and you know, now we don't have to really worry about, you know, our Wi-Fi being laggy and all of that. So I definitely think that there should be a conversation to be had about, you know, what's going to be different this year, right? Personally, I think that, you know, it's definitely going to be way more fun. And, you know, the opportunities that we're going to have, especially with the, you know, events that we'll do, it's, it's definitely way more fun to do it in person. And there are a lot of various opportunities out there that I definitely think are very important. Yeah, for sure. It's um, it's a really opportune moment for incoming students to like branch out and socialize through several in-person activities. For example, clubs, they're a great way to meet people. Um, I know in freshman year, like when we were in person, I was part of the Aerospace Club and the Red Cross Club. And um, both of those were a really great way to meet new people, especially because I was uh, coming into a public school for the first time and didn't really know anyone. Um, so yeah, definitely joining clubs, great way to meet people, um, and just talking with upperclassmen and getting to know how the in-person system really works. Okay, so yeah, so like to kind of like go off of what Mona said about, you know, um, the social opportunities, it, it, I think it really is important that we take advantage of these opportunities with social interactions. I know I personally have, compared to like when freshman year I was, you know, in when I, I was in person, like right now, I've been just like talking to as many people as possible, like, you know, just like, especially through like my leadership class thing, like, you know, I always want to make sure I build up a connection with people. I think having a connection with, you know, the people that you meet is really important because you're not, you're never going to be 100% with your, your, your best friends all the time, right? There's going to be times where you're going to be put, forced to be in a team with people that you may or may not be familiar with. Right. And I think in those in those teams, in those moments, that's when you really need to shine and step up. And if you already have some sort of like a bit of chemistry before that, then it, it's definitely going to ease the process, which I think all you guys here can attest to. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think a perfect example of that is uh, with Club Rush, the people that you'll meet in clubs, while they might be important, uh, for networking or just having people academically around you as peers, they'll also, mm, not most likely, but uh, potentially uh, be there later on for you just as a friend um, and just part of like someone who's part of your uh, social, how do I say this, social experience uh, sounds very awkward to be honest, but at, in high school, right, 
we will not remember the vast majority of of friends and so what i think i'm just trying to say is that having a lot of people as, as gordon was saying that you know whether it be through clubs or or random people that you just talk to um, and maybe aren't your best friends although you might not remember those specific people you'll still have this this idea later on and i'm not speaking from experience none of us would be but later down the line when we think about what we did in high school or just how it was like how do we remember in in one word how do we describe high school having those people around you can change that word to being like from fine to uh you know transformative or something yeah and for those of you guys that are like you know like we're, we're, we're continuing to talk about like you know, social interactions for those of you guys that like are a bit more hesitant, like to, you know, approach people and so like start, you know, a conversation, it is really difficult to, you know, I guess really get started on that point, but I think it, it really is worth the cost. I mean, I know it, it is really embarrassing when you, you know, talk to somebody and you're like stuttering all the time and, you know, that, that has happened to me on multiple occasions, but I think the really important thing is to not worry what what other people are thinking right now right if you're if you're trying to enjoy your high school then i, I think you really the, you really need to stop worrying about the social aspect in high school that is the least of your worries right i mean you know you, you need to be able to have the opportunity to speak in front of people and you need to be able to enjoy that opportunity you need to be able to relish that the opportunity to showcase yourself because you know at this while you're all doing like a productive like i guess a productive presentation you're also connecting with people through the social level and you know, it, it's all about finding those opportunities to, I guess, multitask. And I understand I'm using the word opportunity a lot. And, but I think it, it really is important that you find those moments where you can do a lot of things and just, you know, increase your productivity, productivity in life and really get out there, you know, because the more things that you do, the more, the more happier you will be. Experience really does help you out in your, in, in happiness. Yeah. So going off of that, uh, something that comes into my mind as a question or something that I'm really unsure of this year is exactly the, the social interaction. As a junior, I don't feel like a junior. I feel like a freshman or a sophomore. Um, I like went to school for nine months or something or like eight. Um, and then since then haven't been back. So how will these opportunities um, or how will the things that we'll be talking about with social things or getting involved and just just again having social interactions, how will those things change? We, even though we'll be in person um, this year, how will it change with, um, you know, of course, mass or um, distancing necessary precautions, but how will this all kind of change the interactions? Um, I think Theoretically, you know, students would be really excited going into like exploring all these opportunities in person. They're probably going to be craving it, as you said, after like one and a half years of an online experience. Um, but realistically, it's probably, you know, going to be toned down quite a bit, especially because of all the guidelines and um, also because of the Delta variant, which, you know, my worst case scenario um, for schools to go into a hybrid system or even close back down again, we don't know. But I think with all the precautions, yeah, they're definitely going to tone it down. And um, that that's just going to force the students to find other possibly virtual ways to interact with their peers. 
yeah, the thing is about the social interaction thing, I think what's going to change now that we've spent like a, a more than a year and a half or something like inside of our houses, like I think what's going to change that people are going to be far more hesitant when it comes to, I guess, social interactions, because now people are going to be, you know, for a year and a half, they haven't really talked to anyone. So it's definitely going to be a far more, a bit more difficult. I definitely think we're going to have to like, all, all of us are going to experience that time where, you know, we're used to be really good talkers, but now we're going to be a bit more awkward in situations. So really, I, I definitely think the majority of people who, you know, a lot of them are going to be like hesitant about social interactions. They're going to be they're going to need somebody to kind of step up there and, and, you know, really start a conversation, whether it's, you know, still at home on an empty breakout room or maybe just, you know, in a teamwork activity, right? They're, they're, they're going to be craving something new, something fresh, somebody that can, you know, really just captivate the audience and really get a good social interaction going, something that can, you know, get a group conversation going. Someone who in, in you know, in by simple terms is like a superstar, right? A social superstar, someone who, has the ability to not just you know captivate attention but make sure to let other people get the spotlight right and you know to all you people watching i really recommend that you guys are the ones who step up because if you don't step up then who else will right so really it's, it's all about taking charge in your life and once again i know this i said i said this a lot but that is a good mentality to have if you if you are the person that's going to take charge you know that means you're probably going to be the ability you're probably going to have the ability to take charge of your own life and you're going to be far more successful that way. So please, you know, there, there are going to be times when people want somebody to step up and really be that leader in a group, in a group assignment or possibly just in a group interaction. And another thing adding on to that that I think has been super important and that I, and that I know has been discussed a lot in past podcasts is adaptability and this year should be no different whatsoever. Um, chances are that most of your conversations within the past two years have not been going up to someone and just striking up a conversation. Um, in fact, that hasn't been the way it is. This year, there might be a mixture, but um, you know, if things do turn different ways, just depending on anything, we always need to just be ready to be um, adaptable. And that's not just with academics, that directly applies um, to the social aspects of high school. And so um, another thing that I wanna point out is like, okay, you might be thinking, okay, Andre, you're saying you need to be adaptable. How do you be adaptable? Well, you don't think of it as I need to be adaptable. That will be a terrible mindset. What you just need to kind of, um, I, you'll you just kind of discover it I guess um and I I'm I'm still discovering it we probably all are is having a flexible mindset based off of our own experiences um so there might be certain things that really teach you that you need to um you know be ready for anything be prepared be flexible and I don't think that we learn many other ways than just through those personal experiences those will be very valuable and so again, tying with adaptability um, for social life, I just, I just think that that'll be very important this next year because um, it'll enhance our own experiences and it, it could help you um, with your activities or anything else you might wanna pursue with your own interests as well. Okay, so yeah, generally speaking, like I know I continue to like, you know, talk about the social aspect and how it's important to, you know, get those social interactions. And what I really regret about this is like, I didn't do that as a freshman. So like, I, I'm really hoping that all you people out there are going to take the initiative to like, 
you know, just early on, really just be able to go up there and talk to like people, because that is something that is a huge regret of my freshman year. And, you know, while we're on the topics of regret, I really do think that I could have done so much more in my freshman year. You know, not, not saying that I didn't do well. I, I mean, I absolutely did, but I just feel like there, there was just a definite disparity between the person I was in freshman year and the person that I am now. Like, for, for example, I definitely was a bit more hesitant to participate in certain things. Like, I only went to, like, I think one dance, and, like, I really didn't want to, like, you know, put myself out there and really promote myself that way. And I, I really think that's an absolute tragedy, because I personally would recommend that you guys, like, really put yourselves out there as people for that people to know you and acknowledge you as like the person that you are. And, you know, I, I think, you know, you know, Kate and Mana and all you guys can all like agree on this. Like, I personally think we all should have been there and like re really just talk to more people. Right. And also to just to do more things, to be a, more a part of the school life, because, you know, we only have high school for like two years left. And, you know, I would, I definitely try to make that up with each and every day that I go to school, but you know, it does not make up for the time that I lost in freshman year. Yeah, and talking of like speaking with people, I think I mentioned this before really quickly, but your upperclassmen are a really great resource. Um, I remember my parents used to tell me all the time, like ask your upperclassmen um, what activities they're doing, you know, what things they enjoy doing in school. And um, they'll really enjoy telling you about that because you know they'll want to talk and promote about the things they're doing. Um, yeah, so definitely talk with their upperclassmen. That would help a lot, especially because they've at least, you know, for half a year or one year have been in high school in person. Um, yeah, so build a relationship with them as well. Yeah, going back to regrets, I feel like uh, the biggest one for me is definitely not exploring my options because, and, and also carelessly signing up for things I really didn't care about. Um, for example, I, in, during my freshman year, I signed up for like the four most random clubs on campus, having no idea with no idea what, uh, what the clubs is sort of, um, goals were and what they were going to do. I just signed up just to sign up and show up. Right. And I feel like that's, that was definitely the wrong mentality going into that all. Um, and I feel like what I've gained out of, uh, out of that experience is, to really, like I mentioned before, it, it sounds cliche and all, but to really explore your passions. Like I don't have one specific passion, but I really, I, like one thing that I really like to do is just learn. I like learning about anything and everything. And so I've, I've, and I've been, I've become involved in like a lot of academic uh, oriented and academic competition oriented um, things because I just like to learn. And so that's just an example. Uh, you, there's many different avenues you could take with that. Um, but as far as advice would go, like, like I mentioned, uh, time and time again, is just to explore your passions, make sure you do what you really like, because if you don't do you, if you don't do what you really like and you're, all you're doing is just, uh, making a bunch of, uh, checklists, uh, just to please your college admissions officers, rather than doing self-fulfilling stuff, then you're just going to feel, um, dissatisfied with your work by the end of high school. Yeah, for me, I would, I, I'm grateful that I think that I did explore my options, but I can imagine that if I didn't, that's something that would, um, that I would feel the effects of like forever almost, because if I got into something that I really wasn't interested in, uh, you can just kind of imagine the path that that would um, kind of follow. 
the biggest regret for me, there's two, uh, one of which I share with Mana is just reaching out to upperclassmen. Before I kind of saw upperclassmen as like, oh, they view me as the freshman and I don't like, I already feel belittled. I don't really like um, need to always like reach out. And sure, I, I met freshmen in classes and I talked to them, which I'm again, grateful for, but I didn't go um, to the extent that I had hoped. Um, and then the other thing for me, just in classes, was the super smallest of things really got to me over time, like cumulatively, they really added up. So just when it came to, um, I guess, academically, if I had a question and I was holding off because, oh, I, uh, I wasn't sure if I wasn't going to make my next class in time or something uh, for a passing period, or I wanted to talk my teacher, talk to my teacher about uh, something that I was hoping they could help me out with that was like unrelated to the class curriculum. And then again, doing it uh, or not not doing it because I had this internal fear that um, I just wasn't sure how the teacher would receive it. In the end, what I learned from that is that that had no, no nothing valuable was gained from that um, just regrets. And if I had done those things, I would have gained so much more because one, either the teacher would have said, no, I'm not interested in helping you, um, which is a total honest and valid response because then I can narrow down, okay, then they're not gonna like be able to be my mentor, not just a teacher, but like an actual mentor. Um, and then also they could say yes, um, which is a great thing. That's like a, a, the biggest regret that I think I have from high school over, uh, overall from freshman year. So in the end, I think that we can go on 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 endless conversations with this, um, talking about uh, you know our regrets and everything that we thought we could have done better. In the end, I think we should all sum up um, last pieces of advice, um, which I would have taken very valuable as a freshman. And I think even though we're not like experts, we were freshmen like two years ago. So we have the, the best advice of anyone, um, frankly, because we are so fresh um, with those experiences. <laughs> so um, just, I guess we can go around and sum it up in like, I don't know, a phrase or a sentence or something uh, that's super quick that you think really defines what you believe in um, if you were to go back as a freshman. So I guess, uh, Gordon, you can start it off. All right. So yeah, personally for me, like, this is just like, as I said earlier, like just be able to perform well when you have an opportunity. Cause as I said earlier, opportunity is only good if you deliver. Very nice. Um, at the end of the day, it's just high school. It's supposed to be fun, but obviously you're going to have your ups and downs as well. So just make the most of it. You know, despite how Logan Paul acts um, in public, he does actually say some, some pretty nice quotes and, my favorite, uh, my favorite one that he mentioned was, if I let statistics rule the decisions that I made in my life, I would be nowhere. Mm, so for me, I think that um, carpe deum, it's, it's a sign that I have in the room I'm in right now. And it's a very interesting sign, but regardless, um, it, for, for those of you guys who don't know, 
it just means to seize the day. And I ultimately think that nothing else can simplify someone's life, not just for high school, in in less than less than that. I just think that it's applicable to so many things. Um, and in the end, to each their own. We all have our own motivating factors. We all have our own uh, experiences. And so we can um, just live life and um, learn from our experiences. And sure, learn from our peers, I guess, through things like the podcasts. Um, thank you guys all for being here. Again, we can continue on this conversation for hours, but um, I think it was very interesting. Again, if I were a freshman, I would really uh, try to make the most of everything. It's very general advice, but something that we can all take into every facet of our lives and try to apply. Um, and so regardless, thank you guys all for joining uh, in on this episode. We have a lot of other episodes planned, focusing on different things. Today was just a general high school experience, resuming to in-person activities kind of um, uh, conversation. But in the future, we'll be talking about different, uh, different like fields of public health, I mean, STEM, that's not a sneak peek. Um, we'll be going into like biotechnology. We can also talk a little bit more about um, high school experiences, how that all ties in together. Thank you guys all for joining us. Um, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye, everyone.